0: Because it's applied frequently and to a large area of the body, and it is a leave-on product, this is a number one product I suggest prioritizing to switch. Hi, I'm Dr. Alexis Reed, a naturopathic doctor and chemical engineer with a master's in toxicology. I am the founder of Eco Chic Movement. I built this business because I saw that parents were looking for natural and preventative health options for their babies and kids, but would get overwhelmed along the way. I am committed to helping parents feel in the driver's seat of their child's health. I am a mom who had a child with the worst eczema ever seen by his doctors and felt overwhelmed navigating his health, even with my background. I'm going to take my clinical experience combined with my experience as a mama to bring you practical solutions for your family. Join me every Monday where I interview experts and have in-depth conversations on issues that commonly pop up in parenthood. Thanks for joining me today as I do a deep dive on toxins in skincare products and why these are very harmful for babies and children. Toxins in skincare products and the deception that exists in the industry, especially in those products targeted at children, is one of the things I like to talk about most. This is where my whole journey started for me, long before I had a child of my own. It's part of the reason I decided to go into naturopathic medicine in the first place, and it's the entire reason I developed a non-toxic skincare line for moms and babies when I was a single 20-something. Most people think my interest in skincare products developed after I had Harvey and he had severe eczema, but I'm going to start off with a story of how everything came to be and the shocking things I learned about the skincare industry along the way. It all starts back in 2008. I was at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, which is my hometown, working on my master's thesis on breast cancer in the Department of Pharmacology and Toxicology. Part of the process of writing the introduction of your master's thesis is doing a deep dive into the research and reading anything and everything that is remotely related to your research. This was not my favorite part. I spent what seemed like weeks reading paper after paper, but as fate would have it, Some of these papers would change the course of my life. While I was at the library going way back through the records, there were actual papers on paper because they hadn't even been added online at this time because they were so old. I found multiple papers dating back to the 1940s showing a correlation between parabens and breast cancer. This was the research that precipitated how we designed our studies with our mice. The correlation between parabens and breast cancer is so strong that we injected our mice with parabens, to give them breast tumors so that we could test our different drugs on these tumors. Does this make you think twice about the pink campaigns for breast cancer research that are led by some of the same companies that still have known toxins like parabens and phthalates in their products? Anyways, after making this discovery that day in the library, I went home and took a look at my body wash, shampoo, conditioner, lotion, face creams, makeup, etc. And I was not surprised to find parabens, phthalates, and toxins in all of them. Knowing what I know now, there was no way I could keep using these, so I went to the health food store to find replacements. Before you get overwhelmed, you don't have to replace everything at once. I will talk a little later in the episode about what to prioritize replacing first. Now, remember it was 2008, so when I got to the health food store, the options were a little too crunchy for my liking, if you know what I mean. Everything smelled like hemp and lavender, and the textures were not great. As you may know, my master's is in pharmacology and toxicology, but my undergrad is in chemical engineering. So I decided I could do better and started formulating products for myself to use. I also did a deep dive on the impact of toxins in skincare products beyond just breast cancer. What I found upset me even more. Pregnant women and babies are at the greatest risk from toxins in skincare products. I'm going to go over the reasons why and tell you what to look out for and how you can make some simple switches to help reduce your exposure levels while getting the best bang for your buck. So let's start off with why pregnant women and babies are at the greatest risk from toxins. This is why that is the population I decided to serve with EcoChic Movement. So why do toxins in skincare products matter? Well, for starters, exposures accumulate over time. We often have multiple small exposures from different products. The average woman uses 12 beauty care products a day and the average baby and toddler uses three to four. These small exposures work on the theory of acceptable levels. For example, let's say toxin X is present in one of the products at its acceptable level, the level that, which is the level that they have tested to be safe. And that level is, let's say for argument's sake, one. That's fine and dandy, but we need to consider that that can quickly become 10, one times 10, or one times three, depending on how many of the other products you're using thats that it is in. So that acceptable level quickly goes to the wayside when you and your baby are exposed to 3 to 10 times of the amount that has been studied to be safe. So if the acceptable level is 1, and you're using 3 products with an acceptable level of 1, then you're at 3 times the upper limits. More about how toxins through the skin are actually harder to get rid of than ones we ingest, But first, I want to talk about why pregnant women and babies are at the highest risk from these toxins. 1. They have a higher body fat percentage, generally speaking. These toxins do a lot of their damage via accumulation over time. They are what is known as fat-loving. One of the protective mechanisms of the body is to sequester or store away these toxins in the fat cells. This is done to get the toxins out of the bloodstream and put them into a safer storage in the fat. Except with a higher body fat percentage, babies and pregnant women can store more of these toxins, and they are released when those fat stores are mobilized. When are fat stores mobilized, you might be thinking? With pregnancy, the fat stores are generally released during postpartum, which makes them available to enter the breast milk. For babies, they are released as they grow, which means that the toxins that they are exposed to when they are young are still having an impact on them years into the future. Number two, another way they impact babies is, babies have immature enzymes called the cytochrome P450 enzymes. These enzymes are largely responsible for breaking down toxins into less toxic forms that can be extracted in the stool and urine. Because the enzymes are not fully developed yet, babies and children are not able to fully break down and excrete these toxins. Number three is that many of these toxins are known neurotoxins in utero and during the baby and childhood years. Their nervous systems are developing rapidly and these toxins can interfere with that development. Okay, now that we know why these toxins are so problematic during pregnancy and early life, let's go back to why things we put on our skin even matter. Education has definitely gotten better, but I know 10 years ago when I started all of this, I would routinely have people say things like, it doesn't matter what you put on your skin anyways, you're not eating it, it's not getting into your body. This statement is just plain wrong, and I will explain why, and why absorbing toxins through your skin, even at the lowest levels, can be worse than ingesting toxins at low levels. Now, going back to grade nine science class, the skin is our largest organ. It helps to protect us from dehydration and infection. It is what is called a semi-permeable barrier. I like to visualize it like a coffee filter. Everything that we put on our skin that is small enough to pass through the skin, like creams and lotions, Is absorbed by the body. When the substance is absorbed through the skin, it travels directly to the bloodstream. It then circulates around the body before it goes to the liver. When toxins are eaten, they go to the stomach and intestines and are filtered by the liver before that blood circulates around the body. So the liver gets a chance first to deal with the toxins that are ingested. It doesn't when they are absorbed by the skin. These toxins get a free ride in the bloodstream before they go to the liver to be broken down. What happens in the liver is the toxins go through what is called phase one detoxification and then phase two detoxification, which attempts to make them water soluble so you can pee and poop them out. The problem for babies is that these enzymes that perform the detoxification processes are immature and they don't get broken down and pooped out. They stay fat loving and end up getting stored in their fat cells. Studies are showing that early exposure to toxins, especially ones that hang out in the fat cells, is leading to higher risk of children developing type 2 diabetes, childhood obesity, and early onset of puberty. So now that you have an understanding of why these toxins are not great, I'm going to walk you through some easy switches and things you can do to reduce you and your family's exposure, and I will go into depth on how to switch out your skincare and what products to focus on first. The number one thing I tell my patients to do is stop drinking out of plastic water bottles, and stop heating up your food in plastic Tupperware. And yes, this includes heating up formula in plastic baby bottles, or pumps for smoke. For baby bottles, there are glass options, or if your baby will only take a specific bottle and it happens to be plastic, heat the milk in a glass jar or bottle first, and then transfer the milk. For older kiddos, stainless steel water bottles are a better option, or glass if they won't break it, For storing food, in an ideal world, all food would be stored in glass containers. But if you don't have all glass, make sure anything you are, for example, taking to lunch to reheat in the microwave, is in a glass container. Number two, use non-toxic cleaning products in your home. I have touched on this in a previous episode, that indoor air is typically lower quality than outdoor air, even in areas with high pollution. Why is this? Newer homes are built fairly airtight. So any chemicals or toxins that are used in the home tend to stay in the home. The Biggest source of these toxins is cleaning products. That clean smell ain't it. There are a variety of safer cleaning products available on the market. Branch Basics is one example, and many people use recipes containing vinegar for cleaning as well. My favorites that are available in Canada include Seventh Generation. Number three, air fresheners. I remember when Febreze hit the market when I was an undergrad. One of my friends used to Febreze or whole university student house all the time. Even then, as a chemical engineer, it didn't seem right to me. Things like Febreze and the plug-in air fresheners, this means air fresheners in your car too. Room sprays and conventional candles are big and unnecessary source of toxins in your indoor air. Number four is something that is commonplace in Canada. But it doesn't seem to be the same way with our neighbors to the south, and it is to take off your shoes when you come inside. By taking off your shoes, you avoid tracking in things like pesticides and petrochemicals. I would say this is important for everyone, but it's even more important if you have a baby or toddler that is crawling or spending a lot of time on the floor. Number five is to stop using conventional skincare products. Before we dive into the best way to switch out your skincare products, I want to let you know that I have a free guide on five easy ways to reduce toxins in your house and five easy ways to reduce toxins in your nursery that are available to download and they will be linked in the show notes. Are you trying to make quote unquote, all the right decisions as a mom? If so, then you will want to listen to this info about skincare products toxins in skincare products are not great for anyone but they are of the biggest concern for babies, young children and in pregnancy. Why is this? Many of the toxins are neurological and endocrine or hormonal in nature. Babies in particular are very susceptible to these toxins because they have a higher body fat percentage and immature enzymes that help with their detoxification. Are you thinking, makes sense, but I buy paraben and phthalate free. Did you know that there's a bit of a trick to paraben and phthalate free? Next time you're at the store, look at the labels of the paraben and phthalate-free products. If you see, listed on the label, fragrance or perfume, then it's not paraben and phthalate-free. How can they say this is then? Well, it's called a loophole. Companies do not have to disclose what is in their fragrance blend because it's considered proprietary information. Mind-blowing, right? Here you are, spending extra money and thinking you're making a safer choice, only to be duped. So what is a concerned mom to do? Buy from smaller brands that actually care and aren't trying to trick you. Here at Chic Movement, our products are formulated by me, Dr. Alexis Reed, a chemical engineer, naturopathic doctor with a master's degree in toxicology. You will not find any fragrance in our products, only sparingly used 100% essential oils that are safe for babies. We have a whole line of products for babies and children that are gentle for even the most sensitive of skin. Our top sellers are our skin conditioning cream and diaper cream. Our listeners can get 25% off of their first order by using the coupon code PODCAST at checkout. Go to our website today and take your baby's skin type quiz to get started with the right products for your little one. Now on to skincare. A bit of a background on natural skincare products. There is a lack of legislation in this area which has resulted in a lot of what we call greenwashing from the larger brands. Larger brands know that consumers are demanding safer products, especially for their kids, so there's a lot of use of buzzwords like natural, contains botanicals, green tea extracts, etc., which really means nothing. A product can make a claim that is natural if it contains one natural ingredient. Currently in Canada, there are only 12 ingredients that cannot be included in a skincare product, and lead, mercury, and coal tar are three of the ones that make that list. Legislation on skincare products is way behind in North America. Regulations are much better in the European Union. This makes North American consumers have to be a lot more savvy about choosing their skincare. There is also a loophole in North America. Even products that are labeled to be paraben and or phthalate free often are not because companies do not have to disclose what is in their fragrance blend as it is considered to be proprietary information so if a product has on its ingredients list things like perfume fragrance natural fragrance you can pretty much guarantee that it contains undesirable toxins the only way to avoid this is to buy products that are either unscented or scented with only essential oils okay so here are some of the top things to avoid in your skincare products number one parabens no surprise here i'm not going to spend more time on this one because we've already talked about it a lot uh, number two is phthalate same thing as parabens already talked about that a lot right number three is fragrance and that is referring to the loophole that i just mentioned number four is diazolidinol urea and quaterium 15 both of these chemicals cause the formation of formaldehyde Number five is triethanolamine. It is used to balance pH and is a known respiratory toxicant. Number six is polysorbate 20 and 80. These help to mix oil and water, but they are often contaminated with a known carcinogen, 1,4-dioxin. Number seven is sodium lauryl sulfate or SLS. This helps things to suds and is highly irritating to baby's skin and eyes and a fun fact about SLS is it was discovered during world war ii and was used to degrease the floors of the ships in the war number eight are petroleum products also known as petroleum jelly they are often contaminated with polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons number nine is propylene glycol it helps to draw moisture from the air it is also found in anti and it's very irritating to the skin and eyes and number ten is diethyl amine. It's a pH balancer and a possible carcinogen. If you are like me right now and you're like, whoa, how am I going to remember all that? Don't worry, I have a blog post that lays it all out, and I will link to that in the show notes as well. And now onto my favorite part what you can do about it. I understand that it may not be realistic to switch out all of our products at the same time. So I'm going to walk you through what to change out first and why. This list is directed more at adults since they're using more products than their kids, and it's important for parents to prioritize their own health as well because it's easy to get so wrapped up in what we're doing for our kids. For kids, I would try to switch everything out as they are likely only using a lotion, a baby wash shampoo, a diaper cream, and maybe a rash cream. So the number one thing that I would choose to switch out first is a baby lotion or a body lotion. And this is especially true for a baby or toddler Because lotion can be applied two or more times a day, Canadian winters, looking at you, up to three or four times a day. Because it's applied frequently and to a large area of the body, and it is a leave-on product, this is a number one product I suggest prioritizing to switch. Number two is facial moisturizer. It is also applied frequently, typically twice a day, and is a leave-on product. The skin on the face is also thinner and more delicate, but makes it more vulnerable to toxins. Number three is foundation, and that's for similar reasons to facial moisturizer. Number four is lipstick or lip balm. Lead is commonly found in conventional lipstick. Lip products are concerning because some of what you put on your lips inevitably ends up getting ingested. Number five is shampoo and or body wash. Although not a leave-on product, the combination of shampoo and body wash are in contact with a large surface area of the body, and they're used fairly frequently. Number six is perfume. They can be worn frequently, and they are full of parabens. And number seven is nail polish. If you're someone who gets your nails done frequently, I would seek out a natural alternative and be concerned about the fumes in a conventional nail salon. To see all of my suggestions on switching out your products, check out the blog, Making the Switch to Natural Skincare Products, that is linked in the show notes. So, there you have it. A deep dive into all the reasons why toxin-free products are the better option. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked this episode, if you could please leave a review, I would be very grateful. This is what helps the podcast reach other people. Until next time, you're doing the best you can with the information you have.